0: Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response
1: I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran, Tut, and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block.
2: Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back. And I say we... (laughs) you heard him uh tommy b is in ran what's up man what's happening man ran is doing your technology thing right yeah
0: glad to be back you know out of out of the forest
2: (laughs) out of the forest out of the woods (laughs) hey man you know we 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 go in and out of the woods you know how that goes hey so um
0: i'd like to thank thank, uh both buddha and um and millennial nick uh sitting in last week they um as usual, they brought it. Yeah. They go hard don't... in the paint. They uh... Oh, yeah. They go hard. They they give hard fouls. They remind me of the Detroit bad boys today. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. You're
3: going...
2: <laughs> right. You're going to pay if you come in the middle. Absolutely. Rodman. Who was, who was the white boy? I hate it, man. Uh, uh, Lambeer, Lambeer oh. Rick Mahorn, John
0: Sally, and uh, Dennis Rodman. They really were the the bad boys. L- Lam-
2: Lambeer was crazy, man. You know, just crazy. Yeah,
0: he, you know, he was like a wrestler. He relished his role
2: as the villain. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Well, it's round 63. We're doing it. GP3. And um, I did it last week, Rand. So why don't you tell him why Why it's called GP3? Oh,
0: well, you know, we're GP3 because uh, it, it we are, it stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us, the original members, myself, Rand, and Tommy. and Tommy uh, B. And uh, member, member Emerita, Tut. Uh, we all come from the Grove Park community uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we graduated in I think 1977, man. 77, you
3: know,
0: damn. Forty years ago, and uh, basically we're just uh, some brothers who like to sit down and have conversations about race, politics, sports, so you know just whatever that comes up in our mind. You know, we're a bunch of millenn- we're a bunch of baby boomers, but yet we but don't can- let that 77
2: scare you. Don't don't let it fool you. <laughs> that's right don't that's as they say don't let the suit fool your partner and, uh, <laughs> we know it's <what's> up <laughs> we're so you know we, yeah. we are surrounded by millennials
0: and gen x's and so we have a variety of perspectives so we're just yeah, we not do. all about being baby boomers
2: yeah it is absolutely absolutely with that said man you got any shout outs uh
0: you know what i really want to give a sh- i have a- i want to give a shout out to my cousin uh my cousin john mcwater um john uh was recently um uh, called out in the Guardian magazine is one of the uh, one of the top podcasts to listen to. And, uh, wow! Want to give a shout out? Give a shout out to my cousin John Mack. Okay. Uh, he's been on CNN and MSNBC and Tavis Smiley and stuff. And his his uh he's with the Slate Network and um uh, his uh podcast is called Lexicon Valley. John is a linguist, but yet he talks about um uh, social and cultural issues and those types of things. I mean, he's my He's my little cousin by a year or two, but, you know, we, we share some beliefs. And then of course we are very adamant and different on many beliefs. So are, are,
2: are you, are you going to have him on the, we're going to have him on the show? You know, um, can we get him trying to get it, trying to
0: get him, you know, he's a, he's a professor at Columbia. So, uh, oh, yeah, between yeah. doing podcasts and teaching. So, uh, he has a little family now, so I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to him to see what's up.
2: Yeah. Cool, man. Real cool. Uh, I got to give a quick shout out to Buddha, man. Um, uh, uh, Buddha Hill, you mentioned uh, Vitor El Hill. Uh, he um, right. he, his political exchange podcast, man, is up on Castropolis. Uh, I think uh, he's uploading a couple of episodes today. But if you go to the Excellent. website, you'll actually see the link there. So kudos to him. Uh, he was going to be on the show today, man. Got a lot of stuff going on, so you know he'll he'll be back and join us from time to time. Uh, you know, is to, he
0: Jamaican uh, or something, man? Because you know, every time I turn around, he, he got like
2: a <laughs> hey, man, we got to eat. <laughs> we gotta, you know, he, bro, brother is putting it in. I mean, so hey, so, man, so, tell, so. People the, uh, tell people more about the tell people more about the
0: network. You know, tell more about the network. Well, Let you know, know, you know real quick, one show, real yeah. one show.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm a, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail toward the end, but but uh, castropolis.net, c-a-s-t-r-o-p-o-l-i-s. It's like cast, like a podcast, and Entropolis, like a city. But you can go there.net and And um, our show's on it, which is uh, GP3, Buddha, Political the flag's Exchange. flagship, baby. The flagship The flagship, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, I just added a show, which is You Need to Know, which is a black business podcast. Which, by the way, I've got another interview this week um, with some ladies who do lemonade, B-E-Eccentrics. So... Um gonna be talking to them and that'll be up probably toward the end of the week. So Are and, and Have anything like that? Like? I don't know. I'm gonna ask, man. I gotta ask. You know, I'm, they I'm lemonade, in, you, know, you know. They they do that lemonade. And uh also um, you know, of course, Regina. Regina love her show and and Regina, man. Let me let me shout out Regina real quick. Regina is you know, Regina has a hairline, not like a hairline, like our hairline is going back. <laughs> but she's got I mean, she's got like a a weave, uh what do you call it? Weave, uh designer extensions. hair, extensions. They do it all. They do the Remy, the the quality stuff. She's got a website, but not only that, man, she's gonna be opening stores. So so oh, wow. she's uh she's really expanding, she's got a lot of things going on. So uh, be checking out her podcast and uh, she'll be talking about a lot of the stuff she's got going on. In addition to that, um, you know, she also travels. So she does plays like throughout the country. So, you know, Regina Love and her crew, shout out to Sean and, and Robin and, and all those ladies who make it happen over there, too. So, you know, it's rolling. Yeah, it's rolling now.
0: Yeah. I give them credit, even though I don't like But I'll give them credit.
2: <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, kicking the kicking the nest, kicking the hornet's nest. Hey, man, we right. we're going to start off light because we always do. And I know, um, man, there's, again, I mean, always a lot of stuff going on. But, um, you know, it's it's a, it's it's hard out there for a man. I was going to say a pimp. Hard that out there th- for a white man. man. Hard <laughs> it's out hard out white
0: there.
2: <laughs> Kevin electric Spacey. white man. It's very
0: hard for a electric white man out
2: there. Oh, my God. Kevin Spacey. Uh, they're talking jail time, man, possibly now. Man, um, that,
0: that's that's been a pedophile, man. That's some serious stuff right I there. I mean, a, it, I mean, you know, that's
2: pedophile yeah. rape. I mean, you know, they they that's some serious stuff. Well, you know, here's the here's the interesting thing about it if, you know, a lot of folks are 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 huge House of Cards fans. Uh I'm a big fan. If you I don't know if you remember the movie uh, 7 with uh Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. He was in that movie crazy. He played the crazy guy in that movie. You know, Spacey Mm -hmm. has a long history, and and what's happening is, man, they're kind of erasing him out of theater. I mean, it's it's like he's being replaced by, edited out of a movie, Uh, Ridley Scott's doing a movie uh, based on J. Paul Getty, the the billionaire, uh, kidnapping of, of, I think, his grandson, replacing him where Spacey was going to play J. Paul Getty, and they're replacing him, editing him out. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and and one of the actress, they had to call them back in to recut and reach, the scene yeah, right so right. they're kind of erasing him out of uh out of movies man and um then you got Louis CK oh um, my gosh man i mean discuss,
0: that I came out of nowhere him, I mean, he, could, he couldn't keep his pants on man that came
2: out of nowhere man and and uh Netflix special his uh Netflix special has been canceled uh, and, uh, you know, he apologized, and released a statement. But here, here's the thing, Rand, and I, and, and I, I wanted to hold back on, on this until I, I, I got you here. We, we were talking about, you know, we've had that conversation about black actresses and the pay gap. Is, right. Is, is there an opportunity, man, for women of color to to get in on this narrative and talk about the pay gap when when there's like this big moment of solidarity? Do you think? i think there's an opportunity i think there's always an opportunity but the question is
0: uh will their voices be heard or will they not be marginalized you know uh, because right now you know uh, a lot of the focus was generated by well-known established female white hollywood actresses who are you know uh, who who make the big bucks um the, the african-american actresses are, are, are being almost ignored or marginalized yeah in many reasons because many of them have never had a starring role they are they've always been relegated to more of a supporting actor actress
2: role. well you've you've got when 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 you do the uh like for example hidden figures when you do the i guess the movies the ensemble cast movies and and there right. they've been you know uh of course, uh, women of color who have starred, who have played a, a leading right. role. They, you know, they, they're not mainstream, may not be mainstream movies, but that's my point. I mean, keep going, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering with the opportunity, man, if there's a moment, just a moment of solidarity where, you know. I, I,
0: you know, it—it it, it, again, we, we we got to have, you know, we got to have. It's not only uh, the Halle Berry's of the world, mm-hmm. but also we got to have the Penelope Cruises of the world. Yeah. You know, uh, other women of color to, to, to step up, and yeah. you got to have that. You got to have a couple uh, of the liberal white actresses. You know, like the, maybe a Angelina Jolie or someone to uh, to step up to the plate and say, Hey, you know, not only is this is we're talking about sexual harassment. But also, let's talk about pay gap. Yeah,
3: harassed,
2: because it it, it has actually it does. I mean, it has impact. And and the other thing I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning it. But the reason I mention it is because even when I was listening, I was listening to NPR this week. Um, another woman mentioned the the black that black actresses need to seize the opportunity. But you know, the funny thing, and, and she was talking. And she mentioned, why do we all, I mean, somebody else was mentioning it, I think, right either before or after she came on. And, and they were saying, you know, we've got all these different, different." Uh, when you look at minorities, you look at the gay population and you've got black and, you know, and, and mainstream like pride events. And, and, you know, it's always splintered when as, as minorities or, or if, if you're like without power, those with the least power. Are splint are splintering their opportunity, and I don't know if and, and and women even if you looked at look at activists right, uh, it was funny I think it may have been SNL this week they were talking about the feminist movement and they were talking about how even the feminist movement don't see eye to eye with black women, and and, and no they don't, and then you look at even looking at uh, and we'll get to it later when you're talking about the um, the, the the recent voting. That occurred with, uh, in Virginia. And you look at how the votes were split among women, black women versus white women. So it's like, okay, you got one major thing in common. Why can't you ride on that? But I'll, you know, I don't want to get too deep on this show with that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I just think that, uh, women of color have, are, are just taken for granted. They're being marginalized and. Um, it, 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 and you know it's 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 a shame, man. It, it, it truly is a shame because uh, you know these women, women of color, are always the ones on the front line. Especially, and many times they it, they are the crispest addicts. They're the ones who really take they take the blows. They take the they take the arrows. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They pave the way for the glorious items of the world, etc., et, et You know, to uh to to uh, do their thing. And so you know, it's a, it's a sad thing, and I do. I believe there's an opportunity, but the question is, will that opportunity be captured? You know, I do agree with you wholeheartedly about that. I just don't, I just don't know. There's, if there are enough voices out there, uh, that could, um, that can change the narrative because right now part of the narrative is more about these, these white guys now are scared. They're bunkering down. And now I'm seeing more and more white actors now are kind of coming out saying, Hey, I did some heinous things in the past. I want to start apologizing, you know, uh, You know uh, what's that guy on uh, MSNBC, Mark Halpern, the reporter.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, You know uh, MSNBC and and what Showtime HBO they killed his they killed his contract. Yeah. Uh, You know, so it's 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 still almost a a scenario of now they're making the white guys look like the victim. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know
2: that's I mean it's 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 a weekly thing. It's kind of like a sitcom every every week. You know. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Hey man, Baltimore Rising. Uh, moving on, HBO is uh, is going to yeah. be released on November twentieth. Uh, it's directed by uh, Sanjaya Son. Uh, she was from yeah, The Wire. She, yeah, she played the uh, the black female cop in The Wire. Yeah, Detective Kimma Kimma, Gre- Kimma Greggs, right? right? Right, right. And uh, it's it's about uh, basically on the protest in Baltimore after the death of Freddie Gray. Uh, it's going to cover Freddie Gray, the protest uh, and the riots immediately following and uh, the efforts to keep the peace that actually, you know, were suc- unsuccessful, uh, right. especially after they uh, released the six cops involved. And it also includes um, uh, some perspective from Black Lives Matter. So uh, it's going to be interesting. November 20th on HBO. Uh, so y'all check it. Yeah. Out, set the DVR. Have you heard anything else about that?
0: well yeah I, I I've heard that it's uh, very gripping um, and it really tries to expand the narrative yeah, beyond yeah. what we saw from the mass general mass media uh, in not in also telling more of the story and also making sure that uh, the black lives matters and the um, and the individuals the activists and the protesters that they're even hurt yeah because again uh, you know the way the narrative has been spent you know is more like a bunch of people were going crazy over nothing yeah and yeah. i don't think they understand the powder keg that in many of these cities have as it relates to uh police violence and, and the policing in, in communities of color and policing in communities of where there's a lot of economic uh disadvantage
2: yeah yeah i agree man i agree uh man and we didn't get a chance to do this last week uh but uh keith wilder man you heard you know that name no educate me brother. keith wilder uh was the brother of johnny wilder from heatwave passed away last week man so um you know you had johnny wilder if you and and uh, Pod- I know who Johnny Wilder is. Pod- Johnny
0: Wilder. People don't realize he was the original voice of Heatwave.
2: Yeah, there you go. And and uh, you know what I was going to say was podcast listeners, give me a moment of old school, All right. Because <laughs> because Heatwave right. was the group, man. I mean, I, I, and it's funny because a lot of folks, when you look at the the history and you go into Wikipedia, they kind of you know relegate them to a, a disco group. But if oh, you no no, oh, no 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 no. If you if you listen to Central Heating and and uh Too Hot to Handle man those albums man I mean that's those gut. those albums from from First Cut to Last Cut you don't even touch the needle you don't even touch you it just, song for song <laughs> you don't touch
0: the needle that's when 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 people had albums yep the $13 at $8 you paid for that album you got oh you, you can got get 5.99
2: at, at Turtles <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, yeah, and then if you had your trading uh, stamps, you could probably get an extra buck or two. There long. you go, there you go, there you go. And, uh, but, but yeah, uh, and yeah, because because Keith, I saw on um, Unsung. I think uh, TV One has a doc series called Unsung. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Did, uh yeah, On Deep TV Ways, Yeah. And he was the one that was really carrying out Johnny's legacy. Yes, he was. And uh, yeah, and and people don't realize that in that band you had a, a white guy, a little funny looking white cat by the name of Rod Rod Temperton.
2: Temperton. From uh, Quincy Jones, <laughs> and it,
0: right, if you know anything about thrilling off the wall, you know who Rod temperature
2: is. Yep, Brothers Johnson. He did a lot. We, we talked about him on the podcast. He passed away. So, right. so you've you've actually uh, the the core of Heatwave has, has passed away. The Wilder wow. Brothers, uh, Johnny and Keith. Uh, Keith was sixty five. He died on uh, I think they said it was Halloween. They're on the thirty first. And uh, he uh, passed away in his sleep. He had he, been having health issues. Uh, no, really, no cause of death. But uh, the interesting thing, man, is you've got the Wilder brothers and Temperton have all passed. And and I and I tell you, man. I mean, I I, I don't live in the past. But when you go back and you think, I, I don't think Heat Wave gets the credit for the great music they produced, man. They got some. You know, of course, you know, like the Boogie Nights and, and, uh, what was it? Groove Line and Always and Forever. More people remember Always and Forever because it's still a big wedding. Mind blowing decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. And a uh, star of a story, all that good stuff. So, uh, rest in peace, Keith Wilder, man. I just wanted to, you know, spend some time on that because the old school, Yeah, that, 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 It ain't all about one 21 less, Savage. That's, that's <laughs> one less act, man, on nah. the Flashback
0: series
2: now. That's what I'm saying, man. It, it ain't all about, uh, uh, Twenty One Savage and Kanye and and uh, oh man, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, Let's I, move on, I appreciate what they do, but you know, <laughs> let me mention this, Rand. I think you know, there's got to be like a. I think one of the things, man, when like maybe maybe in the era of of the seventies, eighties, and even the nineties, you had that connection with not necessarily old school, but maybe the core groups because it, it was interesting. When you look at music today, and, and, you know, I follow current music as well, but you look at the 80s and how, like, a genre like jazz touched a lot of what those 70s and 80s groups did. You know what I mean? So there was right. that element of jazz, even maybe some blues. But now, and, and I you know, it's real, jazz doesn't really touch anything anymore the way it used well, to. Well, and, you know, and back to your point, T. uh um, Yeah when you look at some of the the,
0: the, the, the guys doing, I would call this the eighties hip hop guys. Yeah. Uh, like, like a lot, there were a lot of jazz albums being utilized in the groove. Yep. You know, when you think about uh, gangstar, jazz, Attack, yep. gangstar, mm-hmm. uh, even Dr. Dre, Dre. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of sampling. Yep. Go ahead. Right. Because they were primarily instrumentals. Yep. And, uh, and even uh like the other day, my wife and I was watching an old movie. Um, oh, compared with my daughter's consideration. Love Jones. Yeah. You, oh. you look at that soundtrack, yeah, there's a lot of jazz being played with Neo Soul. Yeah, you man. Know. Yep. Did y'all
2: have a fireplace going when y'all were watching that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna mess you up, man. Go ahead. Keep going. I do. Right. Rest in peace, Keith Wilder. Hey man, uh kudos to Tiffany Haddish last night. She hosted SNL. Uh, she was the first, uh, they say the first black standup comic to host, which is crazy. Black female. I would have thought that someone like, uh, Wanda
0: Sykes would have had that option.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's funny. I mean, I, I, it shocked me too. And, and, uh, they said she was the first black female standup comedian to host. And even at the end of the show, uh, she, she, you know, thanked everybody. She mentioned that. And I mean, you could tell she was real emotional and caught up in that. Well, she should be. I mean, kudos to her. I remember her from, you know, just way back in the day, man, when she was doing stuff with Ice Cube uh, because she's an L.A. girl, West Coast. And uh, even uh, if you know the movie Kinu about the cat, the the, uh, movie with uh, Key and Peele, she's she's in that pretty prominent and, of course, Girl Trip. Um, but, you know, SNL has had 43 seasons. They've had 566 hosts. That's hard to believe because I thought didn't, it was funny, I thought Whoopi Goldberg may have hosted and she would be considered like a female stand-up or Wanda Sykes, you're right, but they didn't. Yeah, I would, have. I you know, I would, um, I would agree with you, man. I
0: would have thought that one of them would have uh, had that on their resume.
2: But But I'm going to play something for you, man for everybody real quick from last night um and and I think you you should be able to check this out on your end but but this was a funny moment from last night man they did a um you know how they have the competitive uh gaming you know mm-hmm. where it's like uh like uh, hell yeah. like leagues and stuff well they had uh this this whole competitive gaming skit uh what's his name uh, our, our our brother the black uh from Keenan Keenan uh, he he was in it, and uh, basically he had to choose a character in Mortal Kombat, and they had this hurt mm-hmm. ca- the character. Tiffany Haddish played a character. Here it is, right? Boo Boo Jeffries Fighter Overview.
1: Get to know your girl, Boo Boo Jeffries.
2: primary attack.
1: Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna.
2: Secondary attack.
3: Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce.
2: You had to see it, man, but but. I, I got it. That's going to be, that's going to be relived forever. <laughs> that's
0: going to be. Oh man. Boo Boo-boo,
2: Boo Boo-boo Jeffries. Uh, you know, I can hear people already. They're going to have Boo Boo Jeffries somewhere. It's going to be floating around. But cool yeah, she's to her on now. A gang, She's
0: on a game show now, man, with Dion Cole. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a pretty funny game show, man. It, it, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad to see more and more African-Americans are getting to the game, you know, the television game show side of Hollywood, man. Yeah. You know, That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of uh, exposure and that's a lot of eyeballs checking.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Let's do a little bit of heavy, man. Another shooting, dude. Another shooting. Um, I know this this happened right after we finished taping last week. Twenty six people killed a rural uh, church in Texas. Uh, The shooter had been court martialed in 2012. He had two charges of assault on his uh, spouse and his child. He'd been confined for a year, rank reduced, and he still got a gun. (laughs) What the hell? What? what? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, there's on
0: Twitter, man, there's a list that someone put out that shows all the categories where the government regulations uh, are more stringent than the gun, than, you know, uh, gun control, you know, such as, you know, if a woman wants birth control, the government has more strict standards about women obtaining birth control yeah. than is than about uh gun. You know, I I think what really gets me upset is the fact is that um this NRA right now has just basically hijacked uh our society when it comes to uh, morality and, and ethics. Uh with this whole narrative of right to own the gun. Yeah. I think you know, I think that at some point We need to stop saying look it's okay for a guy to go into a church and shoot it up like he shoot clay pigeons and that you know we're defending his right to own the gun you know the the fact is that this guy was mentally unstable and we have uh procedures and loopholes in place that still allow him uh to get a gun i mean like for example when you sign a contract one of the things that they say is you must be competent. You must be a competent individual. It doesn't mean you have to be literate. You can be illiterate and sign a contract, yeah. but at least you have to be competent. In this case, what we're saying is you don't have to be competent to own a gun.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, it's amazing, man. And, you know, the big thing too, Ran, is, uh, you know, they tape the, uh, they you know, the uh, services at that church. So they have the video of the shooting. And there's a big controversy uh, over whether or not the video should be released to the public. And uh, they want the, I guess, everybody who's opposed to gun uh, gun restrictions to view it. But a lot of people are pushing to put the video in public domain, man. Do you really want to watch that? Would you? I really don't want
0: to watch it, but my question is: Is it going to really do anything? I, mean, I don't think so. Because right now, yeah. I mean, we have so many—we have so many citizens when polled about gun control.
3: Yeah,
0: we're saying we need it, but somehow, when it comes to our representatives, uh, they are on the payroll of NRA. I mean, I just saw a chart that said that Ted Ted Cruz gets the vast majority of his his, his donations from NRA. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing to me, man. And, and then you have the, the the guy who occupies the White House who tries to make this this analogy of if if we had gun control, more people would have been killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just absurd in the, the, our thinking right now.
2: Well, it, it's going to be, you know, and, and, and it's unfortunate, man, for the people who had to deal with. The tragedy in that small town, which you're talking about, what five percent of the population was in that church. That's how small a town it was. Wow. Um, and and you know and now they're talking about releasing the video because you know all church services are a lot of them are are taped, right. and they're talking about releasing that video uh, to the public, man. And you know I I, I used to you know I, I'm you know I you watch horror flicks and all that because you know it's it's not real, but I don't know if y'all remember. Faces of Death back in the day, I mean, where they show people, you know, either offing themselves, stuff like that. Things happen where people are dying. I couldn't watch that, even knowing that it could be fake or could be real. This is, I mean, it really is going to test the stance of people, man, on gun control, I think, uh, to the extreme. Because you know how the, the, what do you call them, um, when you have people, the the activists will get crazy. On this, so I hope, I hope yeah. candidly, I hope the video stays under wraps for you know the people who need to see it, who can maybe affect a change. We'll go from there. Cool.
0: Well, you know, my thing is, I, I want, I want all the, all the guys who have the argument against gun control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them. I want them to watch it, and then I. That's want what I'm talking about. Yep, there. absolutely. I'm with you. And I want them to sit in front of those families, and. And explain their case mm-hmm. for why it is okay for an individual like that or any other individual to commit an act of domestic terrorism. Let's call it what it is.
2: That's what it I mean, is.
0: The, you know, when the guy in New York with the band uh, murdered those people, it was amazing how the administration was calling this guy an animal. Mm-hmm. How they wanted this, he should go to Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I'm hearing right now is that, oh, we need to give our thoughts and prayers. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Yes, we need to give our thoughts and prayers, but it's not a it's not a
2: or thing. It's an and thing. They need prayers and they need solutions. yeah I agree, man. I agree. All right, moving on, man. Uh, big big week for for the Dems, bro. I mean, you know what? I was I was a little.
0: Um, I'll be quite honest. I'll call myself out on this. I was not that optimistic about what was going to happen in Virginia.
2: I truly was. So you were surprised.
0: I was surprised. I I truly was surprised. Um, And, you know, because um, throughout the campaigns of 2016, the polls were wrong, Mm
3: -hmm. you
0: know. And I thought this was another opportunity where the polls were going to be wrong. You know, I do believe there's an underbelly of people out there. Um, that are not very public about their opinion, Mm -hmm. will not give you their true opinions, but once they get behind the curtain in the ballot booth, they will demonstrate who they really are.
2: So the the Dems lost in Virginia governorship, uh, New Jersey, and as well uh, as control of the Washington State Senate um, all all this part of the week. Right.
0: And then there was a slew of, of women and people of color winning local elections.
3: Mm, okay.
0: You know, I mean, think about it. I mean, Virginia now has an African American lieutenant governor, the
2: first one since Douglas Wilder. Yeah. Hey, Charlotte has a black female mayor? That's right. Charlotte has a black female mayor, and she won convincingly. Wow. So a lot of it's- people are calling it a backlash to Trump and Trumpism. Uh, one one guy, uh, University of Virginia, political scientist, said, pure and simple, hands down. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> so, you know, but but here's the interesting thing about Virginia, man. And, and I wish millennial was on here because he's always mentioning this. Um, black women delivered 91 percent of the vote uh, for the Democrats in Virginia. Black men were only. No, eight. no, no. Go ahead. And
0: what Black women only represented something like 13 percent of the voting
2: yeah, but no, but what I'm saying is ninety one percent of black women
0: uh, voted 91% Democrat. Of them voted, for Demo- voted for the Democratic person. Yeah,
2: yeah. So so ninety-one percent of the black women of that what, thirteen percent you said make up?
0: Right. So now, out every ten black women who voted voted Democrat. And unfortunately, I think on, when I millennials um grafty center, I think African American men was something like in the 80s. 81%.
2: Like 81%. Yeah. And, and, but here's the interesting thing, Rand. With all this stuff going on, white women, 48%. I saw that. I saw that. And but white that men, 36%. Thing. I'm not shocked about the white men because that's the base. Right. That right. I saw that. White it, women, it, it's, 48%. It, it, it,
0: it's almost in some ways that they are still living... Uh, in a world uh, where they they hunger for a um a, a June Cleaver uh Donna <laughs> Reed world you yeah. know where mom wore pearls and came home and say honey i'm home all the time you know i I, I, don't, wow. I, don't, I don't i don't i don't get it man. i truly don't get it hmm you know and the question i have to ask is if they broke it down by demographics in terms of college educated versus non college educated would would that be the the key Would those? Would that be the key numbers? Drivers behind that that fit over fifty percent.
3: Okay, okay, Mm. you
0: know, because with the with the white men, uh, uh, a lot of that over eighty percent of that was really driven by white men with no college education.
2: Okay, well, this was the general. These were the general numbers that came back from Virginia. And and just one quick question for you, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as based on the fact that you were surprised. You'd say this was a win. This truly was a win. It was a good week. I, I
0: I would say it was it was a it was a win, but I'm not ready to take the victory lap
2: yet. Yeah, no, it ain't time for that. Absolutely not. Absolutely you know, not. It
0: ain't time for that. But you know, I, I think what it I think the blessing in disguise of this whole thing is I think once November eighth came last year and the resistance, yeah. I think it woke up a lot of people yeah. who were on the sidelines. Mm-hmm enforce them to get into the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you look at, I, I, I was watching MSNBC and they highlighted this one woman, African-American woman, I think she won a council seat in, um, in New Jersey and how the, uh, one of the representatives mocked the women's March. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was a catalyst for her to run.
3: Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, and then the fact is we had two transgender people, win. you yeah. know, we had a, a person in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and also uh, a person—I I forgot it was in North Carolina or South Carolina who was being mocked by someone who yep. was, who called themselves the official bathroom czar or something like yep, that.
2: Yep, absolutely. Yep, saw that too, and and he lost. He lost by ten percent. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah. It was a big. Yeah, it wasn't it. like it wasn't close. You know. Yeah, he, yeah. He lost. He lost. He lost to a chick with
0: a. Right. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> Here's the thing, too, man. You know what? And, and while we're on this and we're talking, we're talking women real quick. Uh, Donna Brazil has been making her rounds. She was on uh, Bill Maher. And, and you know, Bill Maher wasn't quite doing the victory lap. But damn near close to doing a victory lap because, you know, basically he was just saying, you know, it, it's the best news he's heard in a year. And well, you know, I don't blame Bill. I, I would be I would be a little happy. I mean, because you
0: and I have talked about it and um, we have both expressed our frustrations yeah. with with the Democratic Party and the way they are doing things. Yeah. And it was nice to see that something did work. Me,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But but let me let me say this, man, because Donna Brazile has been making the rounds. And, and I really am glad that she is making the rounds and people are giving her the opportunity because she's right. A lot of the things she's saying, I mean, and I know that you've done some stuff uh, as a marketer. I've done some things as a marketer, and I agree with her. She was on uh, MSNBC Joy, uh, Joy in the Morning, this morning. A.M. Mm-hmm. Joy, yeah. A.M. Joy. And uh, she was also on Bill Maher. Uh, she was on Bill Maher on Friday. And one of the things she was talking about was the fact that um, – the funding. I mean, they really held back on her funding needs when it came down to actually getting the black vote out and, and encouraging black voters to vote. Uh, and and you know, it, it's what you and I have talked about. You know, that that uh, the Dems take for granted the African American vote. And, and she, you know, she talked about that. It was, I mean, really, I mean, I, I want to go ahead and get the book now because a lot of the things she's talking about, she needs to be out there, man, because she really has given blood, sweat and tears to uh, to that party. And, and um, you know, in, instead of, and, and, you know, we joke around and say, why down a why? But you know what? It makes sense that she's doing it. And she should, because there may need to be this push for some kind of correction for future elections. There's got to be, you know, because I think
0: uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I think Donna, uh, what it also shows with me, you know, I, of course, I've been more critical of the Republican party than, than you have. Yeah. Uh, what it also shows is that in both parties, how it's such a, con- it's such a comedy now. Yeah. And that, uh you know, that our political system really needs uh to be revisited. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact is that, You know, when Donna's talking about what she had at the DNC, it's the same stuff that Michael Steele said six and seven years ago when he was in charge of RNC. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. You know, and so um, I know the Clinton fans are and some of the Sanders fans are not happy with the timing, et cetera. But you know what? You need to get it out. The longer you wait, the worse it gets.
2: Yep, I agree. I agree. And it's time to do it now. Before you get close and, you know, say at least y'all can start talking about or the Dems can start talking about a candidate, you know, because, you know, Biden ain't gonna get it. I'll leave it at that. That's another story. Uh, Trump train, man. Trump train. Uh, 45 still believes Putin over intelligence. (laughs) And and let me. Hey, man, you know, we tape on Sunday morning, y'all. Clapper. And what's the other guys? Brent. Brent. What's his name? Ah, I'm going to screw his name. Go call. No, no, no. Oh. The two intelligence guys, Clapper's retired, and and Brennan, Brennan, were on right. Jake Tapper this morning. All I got to do, Rand, all I got to tell you is, if you have a, uh, go to YouTube and listen to that interview. They led him up. I mean, it, it is because because you know these guys. I, I I don't think they are like Cold War Cold War living in the Cold War kind of guys. But, you know, the things they had to say about the comments this weekend, you know, you got to hear it for yourself. I mean, well, you know, what's interesting is that they when 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 Trump says MAGA, make America great again.
3: Yeah.
0: These guys really are saying let's make America. Let's keep America great. Yeah. I mean, mean, they are really about America first. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, with Trump and his. his, his boy crush over dictators—it's—it's yeah. uh, it's, it's just amazing, man. How, you know, how he trashes
2: his own government yeah. just to curry favor uh, with dictators. I well, mean, it's, the it's, whole it's, Putin comment—just it—you could just look at their faces when uh, when they were addressing it. And you know, you know what I got to say. I'm, well, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna go through some of this stuff from 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 the Trump train, and then we'll go back to it. But, you know, he did the Asia thing this week and, and mixed yeah. messages. You know, one, I guess one, ma- one, one message to the people in the room and one to the people back home, back home regarding trade, um, you know, I, I, th- I thought was, was kind of obvious about the, you know, nationalism. And, you know, America's not going to be uh, taken advantage of on the trade thing anymore as long as he's president. Uh, then North Korea to 45. North Korea said Trump's begging for war. During the Asia trip, and uh, you know while all this is going on, Mueller is back investigating Mike Mike Flynn and his son on some kind of scheme to kidnap a cleric from the U.S. and deliver him to Turkey for for fifteen million. Is that like what Mission Impossible? MI five, (laughs) MI six? Yeah, man. I mean, this is like Tom Cruise bing range yeah <laughs> you, 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 you're right about
0: that man it's, it's, it's just absurd and of course in uh when you look at the uh damn Jason Bourne? agreement yeah when you look at the agreements he signed the yeah. trade agreements yeah, he signed yeah. Uh, yeah people are coming up saying these things are two places. They all get up yeah. and uh they're not And in the agreements are almost in favor of the other countries
2: yeah, I mean, yeah you I know, I know. I know man. And then you got the uh the pun- uh, well I call it the punishing of CNN. Um they they're they're, they're uh, basically uh threatening the AT&T Time Warner merger by saying if y'all want this merger, you got to spin off Direct TV and Turner, which includes TBS, TNT, CNN and uh you know what they said, you know what CNN, you know what Time uh, AT&T said, see you in court. <laughs> we just see right, you in court right because right, i mean you know basically
0: we need content yeah and, and, yeah. You're, tra- and you're trying to get rid of my content I,
2: I i don't i have infrastructure i don't need any more infrastructure i yeah. need content yeah well Directv, tv <laughs> they just bought and they've been putting a lot of money into it same thing with right. turner turner is the profit side because you got some of the most profitable networks tnt tbs cnn you know, that's their profitability. So if you tell them to spin off either one of those, it's going to be a problem. They can't. They know it. Right. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be ugly. It's going to get ugly. It's going to be a war. I don't know if people pay attention to it, but, you know, what, and, and what the AT&T people, they, I mean, people, they're saying it's personal. It, it's really because, you know, 45 hates CNN. Right. Right. So interesting. He, he hates man.
0: the coverage he receives from CNN.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. yep. Hey man, real quick, electoral the election, Atlanta election, man, uh, mayoral election. Ke- Keisha Lance Bottoms, twenty seven percent. Mary Norwood, twenty one percent. Kathy Willard, seventeen percent. That was well. A if you look
0: at it, if you look at the top five, yeah, Tommy, yeah. Uh, the white candidates occupied two, three, and four.
3: Yep.
0: And they averaged about fifteen thousand votes. Those three candidates right there had forty nine percent of the vote. Okay. Wow. Um, so Keisha has to get someone like Kathy Willard. She has to get the Kathy Willard coalition in addition to um, the horse trading she can get from Vincent Ford and Caesar and Kwanzaa and those guys. Yeah. Uh, but Kathy Willard is is, is like key. Yeah. And I remember when you and I first talked about this election and I remember you were bringing up the scandals in yeah. City Hall and stuff. Yeah. And at the time I said ah, they're not going to mean much in the i call it this election yeah but now since she's going mono a mono with mary norwood Mm -hmm. now the um the scandal issues now become a big issue because now it's 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 woman to woman and um and the question is who's it going to stink the most on and whites uh, are more likely to be swayed by that scandal than a lot of african-americans
2: well, from what I'm hearing, this is geographic because you've got Norwood that's more North Atlanta. Uh definitely right. what they you know, a lot of people refer to her as the closet Republican candidate. And then you've got Wooler, yeah. who's really more east. What they say, she's what uh Virginia Highlands, uh De- D- Decatur, Decatur, Midtown, Midtown, and also she's right, uh, she's she's uh the uh Gabe the, the Gable. Gay coalition. That's her coalition right there. Yeah, because I mean she's she's lesbian. She's come out. And um oh. but she's she's holding a forum from what I hear. Uh she's holding a forum. She's invited uh Keisha and Mary. Um and, and it's a forum where uh her pack is basically gonna decide who she endorses. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, man, I mean Three
0: white three white candidates took up forty-nine percent of the vote. When you look at Vincent Ford, Caesar Kwanzaa, and John East, to collectively together, they only made up twenty-five percent. Wow.
2: So So really so, and truly, where you thought maybe and and, it, and it's also gonna come down to whether or not the other black candidates will throw everything behind Lance Bottoms, but even if they do that, if Wooler doesn't follow that lead and goes with Norwood would you say it's pretty much done yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: i don't know where peter
0: Almond, amen yep. whatever his name is i don't know where he stands mm-hmm. but uh, uh you know he has about 11,000 votes out
2: there um yeah. i think he's salty uh, based on the fact that he he's been in the administration and he didn't get the he didn't get the uh, endorsement so i think right. he he might be salty you know in terms of maybe going you know put- right
0: but i but i do believe that Kathy Willard is, you know, in for Keisha Road to Victory, Mm -hmm. she has to get Kathy Willard, a strong percentage of Kathy Willard's coalition behind her, in addition to getting Vincent and Caesar and Kwanzaa Hall's uh, people. Wow. Um, I mean, she has to. I mean, again, the African-American candidates uh, averaged about 9,000 votes.
2: Yeah. What did you hear about tonight? What did you hear about tonight? Hmm? What did you hear about turnout?
0: Um, I didn't. I didn't hear too much about turnout. I mean, ninety-seven thousand people voted. Uh, you got a, the city's population is what about four hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. So you know, so you got about what one fifth, um, one fifth of the population voted, something yeah, like that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but the question is. He should better hope uh on that on that election day that it is sunny. Yeah, it's not cold. Yeah, man. It's not you know. Man, that's crazy. Because, that's crazy, because man. Because if the weather's if the weather is is overcast and damp, yeah, um, it's gonna impact her. Damn,
2: that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. We gotta we gotta still be talking like that. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it is. It is what it is. What you got, Rand? What's on your rant, man? Oh uh, man! I mean, you know, it's,
0: um, I, <laughs> this is not really nothing. I would say this this, this, this real um, rant worthy, but I was on NPR the other day and they had the 150 greatest albums by women. What? And uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, it was by the NPR staff.
2: Oh, and, so you wait a minute—they uh, were interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> Go
3: ahead, man.
0: What was interesting is in the top ten. Yeah uh African American women occupied spots 2 through 6.
3: Wow. wow. So
0: the number 1 album according to them was Joni Mitchell
2: album. Which one? Blue. Okay,
0: Blue, it's yeah. It's Blue.
2: That's the one with taxi. Number? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, wouldn't say I two, wouldn't say that's number, number 1.
0: Number 2 was uh Lauren Hill, the Miss Miss Education Lauren Hill. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Number 3 was Nina Simone, I put a spell on you. Wow. Number 4 was Aretha Franklin and Aretha and Nina Simone had the most albums in the entire. Uh, uh, so what was countdown. that? Wait
2: a minute. What was the fourth Aretha album?
0: Uh, number four was "I've Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You." Yeah, that's cool.
2: That's cool. I, I- I'm surprised number Young F- Gifted and Black's not up there, but that's cool. Go ahead. Well, that's that's it's in here. It's it's on the list. Okay. Uh, number five,
0: Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. Oh yeah,
2: Super Duper Fly.
0: That was And yeah. okay, all all hail to the queen. Miss <laughs> B came in at number six with Lemonade. Wow, already okay. Uh, uh, Erica Badu came in number twelve with Baduism.
2: Yep, the the groundbreaking. Fourteen
0: was Whitney. Was Whitney Houston? Uh, uh, her first album, Whitney Houston.
2: Yeah, massive.
0: And number fifteen was Diana Ross and the Supremes. Where'd I love go? Mm. Number
3: seventeen
0: was Janet Jackson. Which Controlled? one Control. I would have
2: thought oh, yeah, Rhythm Nation would have No, 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 no. Con- Control, thought, dude. Rhythm Nation. Control was massive. Control. Right. Control uh hit for hit, song for song was was you know hard to outdo. But go ahead. Well, I mean, that was our first album with Jam and Lewis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So some other people, some re- recent people, uh Solange came in at 134. Mm, okay. She can't, she can't actually came ahead of Alicia Keys' song in the song in A minor. What I would, I, I
2: would have thought Alicia Keys. Okay, well you know because you got a mix. I guess you know they try to keep it. You know uh, right. without they don't want to they don't want to just toss uh, Gen X and Millennials to the to the wind. So yeah. Right. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. So um, Macy Gray she she made it at one sixteen. Okay and Aretha franklin young gifted and black came in at 113.
2: damn that's a massive album with rock steady and okay yeah. but I got, no. I got i got it okay. little Kim came
0: in at 96 with hardcore damn
2: mm.
0: Aaliyah came in at 77 okay with her debut album
3: okay
0: salt and pepper came in at 71. Mm.
3: okay
0: uh, Destiny Chow came in at 61 with writing on the wall mm.
2: okay
0: uh, mary j black came in at
2: 57 at what's the 411 yeah that's a hell of an album 411 is mm, the 90s man yeah yeah
0: yeah so it's uh, queen latifah came in at 33 at all hail the queen mm-hmm. i forgot about that album
2: that's kind of high for TLC, that. But that's cool
0: tlc, TLC came
2: in at 26 with crazy sexy cool Oh, so, uh, that's a know. hell of an album
0: yeah so you
2: know it's uh it's uh pretty good i was shocked that i didn't see like diana ross's the boss album yeah, did they? And I'm just curious now. Number one, you said was Joni Mitchell. I would have thought, I would have thought they'd put Carol King. Carole King, uh, Carol ta- King came in.
0: At, she came in at like at number ten.
2: Okay, yeah, I thought that may have been number one, uh, Joni. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm cool with the kudos to Joni and stuff, but but you know, Carol hit for hit, song for song, boom. I'm a you know not. Yeah, Carol King. I'm not sure my like AC, her. my white boy side, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, well, song, you know, Carol King is, in and my opinion,
0: the consummate uh, female writer
2: song songwriter. Yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah. That's why I'm wondering. I'm like, you wouldn't put, but you know, I'd have to get the background on why. You know. Yeah. But I know Joni. Everybody kind of, you know, reveres Mitchell, Joni Mitchell. You know, even even Janet. You know, when she did her right. Velvet Rope album. So you know, that's another story. I can't get into that. Yeah. This is a man yeah. cave yeah. show. So.
0: What, what, else what you was got, interesting man? is Go what ahead. was interesting. Most of the albums were the, were, were the um, the first albums for a lot of artists. You yeah, know, they, it, it, yeah. So uh, it was amazing how uh, Aretha had several albums, yeah. uh, which basically shows you the body of her work, and also Nina Simone. Yeah, where many of these women, you know, this was their, this was their first album. This was our our first entree to them.
2: Well, you know, the so, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill technically was her first solo. Even though she had been with right. Fuji's. and then you look at Erica Badu, Baduism—that was her first with On and On. Right. So right. you know you're right. I mean, but but uh, you know, and again, and control those albums, man. When they do it and it's big, it's a great debut. You know the soft. You know about the sophomore jinx trying to come back after you right. have a huge album, man. It's never quite. There are very few artists that can make it bigger if they have a huge debut. It's tough. It's tough to, you know, oh, yeah. relive it and 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 surpass it. Very few people can do yeah. it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's man. cool. So, I got to yeah. check that list out, man. Appreciate that. That's that's gold. Yeah, man.
0: It was it it was a nice list, and of course, my 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 crush, A, came in at twenty two with Diamond Life. Oh yeah, man. Uh,
2: Damn, Diamond Life. I mean, I mean, I
0: mean, I mean. The, I mean, the thing is, the though, when I, alone. At list, <laughs> when I look at this. Just the list, when I look at this. <laughs> when I look at this list, Tommy. like um, you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard because when you look at these albums and you think about all the songs that were on these albums, yeah, just ranking them themselves to me,
3: yeah.
0: is, is 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 virtually impossible. It is. I would say let's let's find the best two hundred and fifty albums, and I can go like that, yeah. But to rank them is you know is uh, this is great. Um, as I would say, this is great uh, bar
2: conversation, yeah, party conversation, yeah, um, and so. But hey, man. Uh, my last thing is. Uh, hey, but you know what? Let me let me do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- send this out to my folks. If if, if if go check where is the list? Where is that list? NPR? Is it on a website on NPR.com or somewhere? Yeah,
0: it's on it's on NPR's website. Yes, it
2: is. On NPR's website, go check it out. It's the what top? How many female albums? And, hold on, let me um I'm go back to the. Paper. But but here's what I want you to do while you look while they looking while you looking that up.
0: The hundred uh, it is the hundred and fifty greatest album. Made by women, so let me let me kind of get some things. But I want to say one quick thing.
2: Yeah, man. No, but I want to. I want people before they before uh to go and give us their feedback after they've seen the right. list and shoot right. us some of the feedback, so, and we'll follow. So up this the album is go really ahead.
0: where the, the women played a major role. In other words, the women was the lead singer. So Gladys Knight and the Pips will be on this. Ah, okay. Uh, the, car- the, the carpenters will be on this list. Mm-hmm. So it is not solo acts. It's basically where the, the woman was actually the primary voice.
2: Ah, okay. Women were the lead. Yep. That's cool. Well, all I got to say is we'd love your feedback, GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram as well under uh, GP3 Homies. Uh, and, uh, you know, but but we'd love your feedback on this in particular. If you have a chance, go to NPR, uh, look up that list. And, uh, you know, man, shoot me that list. Uh, text that to me, man. I'm going to put it on the... Uh, on the show this week, try to get some, okay. you know, get people to shoot us I'll, some feedback. I'd love do to do that. Man. I'd love to hear, you know, people's feedback on that. What else you got, man? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, my daughter turned me on to a new card game. And I that it was that you guys might want to play. It's called Trading Races. <laughs> what? Trading Races? Trading, trading Races. Um, uh, a young sister out of Chicago came up with this game. And wow. what this is, is a card game about black culture. Wow! And the object of the game is it doesn't have, um, you know, the traditional Jack, King, Queen on mm. the card. It has uh, the, the pictures and names of famous African Americans. Wow! Okay. And the objective of the card is that everyone is dealt three to three to five cards. You hold your cards, and you put your card out on the table of
2: who you think is the blackest. <laughs> so. Is this is this like the the uh, uh, Dave Chappelle racial draft? Race draft. <laughs> it, in some ways, it it's is. In some like, ways, it is. and so um they even have an Uncle Tom version. Oh too. my
3: God! Uh, damn! It's, it's funny because
0: I'm looking at it right now. It has like Kenan Thompson, uh oh. Nelson Mandela, oh Oprah Winfrey. God. So if you were in the game and someone put down Nelson Mandela and Oprah Winfrey, oh. you would be debating on who was the blackest. Who the blackest. But what it really shows is that.
3: Wow.
0: There is no. True definition of what blackness is. That's crazy. And um, it's it's funny because you is
2: it online? It, is it online? One of these games you can get online. You
0: can get online. You can get it at Amazon, but it was a Kickstarter campaign started by his sister because what she wanted to do was to start having those conversations, and she started having them with white people. Okay. And 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 so you know they'll put put down Stacey Dash and say, why do you think Stacey Dash is more blacker than Rosa Parks? <sighs> that's and easy. then that's easy. <laughs> right 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 but you, you get the point you um, she ain't throwing darts and, at black people but go ahead all right right and and so some colleges are actually utilizing this wow uh game in classes to to start having that dialogue of what these you are know, psych oh,
2: these are psych classes and ethics classes
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> right right and, well you know and, hey, black um, history
2: okay african-american history Black but history.
0: but it's funny though because 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 uh, you you have Kanye West yeah you know as as a card yeah you know Kanye West and uh you know Ice Cube <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> you know? wow so yeah. it's it's uh um, sorry know,
2: Kanye it's,
0: it's, it's a it's a fun game <laughs> yeah. uh, I would I would I would recommend you try it it's a good game particularly when you're dealing with millennials yeah. you have these conversations right. and it yeah. also allowed me uh, as a boomer to really give my kids more context around some of these figures who they only know a name only, you know, they yeah. don't they don't know uh the story of Nelson Mandela. True. You
2: true. Know, so they may type. they may they may basically only go with the people they know for what they know right. about that person. Yeah, good point. Cool right, man. Right, All right, right we're going to we're going to wrap up 63 man, but I want to let people know go to uh, castropolis.net c a s t r o p o l i s.net you know, you'll find our show there. You'll find all of our uh, other shows and episodes. But you can also uh, just basically follow us, man. That's the easiest way to do it. Go to SoundCloud, look for GP3 Homies, iTunes GP3 Homies. Uh, you can get updates on whatever we might be doing, just like this information that uh, that Rand sharing. I'm gonna get this up on our Instagram and also get this up on our pages so that folks can go there and, and find out more. And if you want to give us a call, you can do so. Four one three. Five five six ninety five forty six four one three five five six ninety five forty six. 9546 413 556 9546 Man, as always, Rand, it's good to have you back, bro. Uh and I know you've been traveling, you've been doing your thing, man. So, you know, kudos, uh, and 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 you and the fam, man, all the best and 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 great things and, and uh you know it's just always a pleasure to have you here, man. And shout out to Millennial Nick uh for filling in and and Buddha. Uh, with the... Uh, yeah,
0: definitely uh, want to thank those brothers, man.
2: ...political exchange, man, uh, just doing their things. And, and you know what? Interestingly enough, those guys are both millennials. Buddha doesn't really give you that millennial feel, but he's a millennial. He's, you know, so interesting. Yeah. You know, Leon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I spent some time with Buddha um, several weeks ago, and he was telling me his story, man. And, you know, he has a very interesting story in that not only he's a millennial, but also he's an army brat. Yeah. And... um you uh, know and and he lived overseas mm-hmm. and so he talks about how when he had to come back into america how you know he literally was almost a stranger in his own country
2: yeah man Yep. Yeah. i knew people in college who we call the germans who were black people <laughs> we called them the, because they were black people who were really raised in germany who came back to america just to go to college and and their their whole culture the, I mean how they did things I mean they grew up in Germany right so yeah it's an, it's. A, I mean somebody could write a book probably do a podcast about it he'll probably mention it <laughs> alright right. bro hey man uh, appreciate it again uh, number 63 is done it's in the can and uh, we appreciate y'all listening keep following
0: us we, re- do. we really do appreciate you guys
2: alright peace man
0: peace
1: You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.